Hi guys, tonight's podcast extra features former Victorian Premier, former Hawthorne President and current Beyond Blue Chairman Jeff Kennett talking to the Collingwood Podcast 76 Wooden Spooners about Beyond Blue and the Beyond Blue Cup which is being played this Friday night between Hawthorne and Collingwood at the MCG. If you are one of 3 million Australians who are living with depression or anxiety, please call 1300 224636 or visit the website at www.beyondblue.org.au. Okay, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with uh, Beyond Blue Chairman Jeff Kennett. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, So how did you come to be involved in Beyond Blue? Well, I founded it. Uh, But how did I start to show an interest in this area? In 1977, two years before I lost office, My daughter came to me one night in tears and said that two of her male friends in totally unrelated and separate accidents had lost their lives that week. And she said to me, Dad, what can you do to stop these young men dying on the roads? And I thought that was a challenge as Premier to reduce the road toll. But when I found out more about these young men, I realised that both of them were emotionally depressed. Both of them had used their vehicles to take their life. So... Uh, therefore, it wasn't an issue of reducing the road toll. It was how do we go about dealing with suicide. And given that we can't be standing beside another person 24-7, what leads to suicide? More often than not, that is depression, either clinical or emotion, uh, emotional. And therefore, I started to get advice on depression, which led me to establish the body which is now known as Beyond Blue, uh, the year I got out of politics in the year 2000. That's a very powerful story. It's a very powerful story, and had my daughter not asked me that question, I have no doubt that Beyond Blue would not exist today, because at that stage I knew nothing about depression and very little about mental illness except for the title mental illness. Yeah, so um, given that... Um I mean, given that that's that's the past and how it was founded, what do you see as uh, the future? Well, I mean, what what kind of future should we be striving for with with mental health? Um, well, I think two two or three things. Firstly, over that thirteen fourteen year period, we've lifted the profile of mental health. We talk about it more publicly. We've removed a lot of the stigma. Every government in Australia, regardless of its politics, has given mental health a higher priority. Put new funds into it. Uh, and my work with Beyond Blue continues to be the most important work I've done in my adult life, life to date, except for family. Uh, and I'm very pleased that a lot of the issues that relegated mental health to being a below-the-carpet issue have been removed. So we've come a long way, but we should not be complacent. There are a lot of things happening in our society today that ensure that many of us are stressed, many are anxious, many are depressed. Uh, About 200,000 have a serious mental illness. And, of course, we have about 2,400 suicides a year, which averages it out at about eight or nine a day, which is just unacceptable. Do you see with mental health that we can get to a stage where we're... I mean, a lot of the talk seems to be about treatment and what people can do when they're suffering depression or anxiety, but do you see that there's much that we can do for prevention uh, for getting to that stage in the first place? Andrew, our work at Beyond Blue is devoted to both prevention and 
uh, response. Uh, and we have done a lot of research. Uh, we have got programs now for uh, women, antenatal and postnatal. We have programs going into schools. We have programs in the workplace. We are doing research up in the Northern Territory in terms of suicide. And we're about to roll out another research program throughout the country to see if we can't better utilise trained people to assist in helping those suffering depression. So your question is very pertinent. We have got to do more to educate ourselves about depressive illnesses. So when we notice our own behaviour changing, when we notice behavioural changes in those around us, we can actually do something about it because many depressions, early uh, correctly diagnosed can be cured, left untreated, they can become very serious depressive illnesses. Okay, you mentioned uh, stigma a moment ago. I mentioned what, uh, sorry? Stigma. Yes. And the stigma associated with mental illness. Now, obviously a lot of lot of good work has been done in that area. Uh, do you think still think we've got some way to go with that? Oh yes, there's no doubt about that. But you and I wouldn't be talking if we hadn't have removed a lot of that stigma. Uh, people talk about it more openly on radio, we see stories about it on television, in the press. Uh, so we've come a long way, but we have a long way to go, particularly with men and particularly with men in rural Australia. Okay. And we, we talk about, say, used terms depression and anxiety, and they're common use in the lexicon now, but um, what, what, what do these terms actually mean? So somebody who, um, you know, is exposed to these terms, I mean, I mean, what, what did that mean for them? What, what kind of symptoms would they be suffering? Well, let's talk about one anxiety, for instance, and then we'll talk about a, an emotional depression and then a clinical depression. An anxiety takes many, many forms. Uh, you often hear people talking about a panic disorder or a panic anxiety. So a person might be driving along in their car and something will happen as they're driving which puts them into panic mode and they've got to pull over to the side and wait till that episode uh, disappears. That's an anxiety. Uh, now, stress and anxiety exist in life. Uh, and some stress and some anxiety can actually be helpful and produce good outcomes, but they will normally disappear. Uh, a panic disorder, a fear of flying, uh, might be fairly consistent unless it receives assistance from a professional so stress is an everyday thing in the main anxiety uh, affects people differently there are many forms of uh, anxiety disorders uh, emotional depression is where a person experiences an incident it might be the death of a parent it might be the death of a partner it might be uh, failing an exam it might be messing up at work and you get terribly emotionally depressed about it but with most emotional depressions while you might have them for two or three days and even longer the human body is a remarkably recovering body and these emotional depressions will often pass uh, where they don't pass then you should see a doctor because they run the risk of becoming clinical depressions uh, a clinical depression, and I think there's about 14 ingredients that I refer to as ingredients into a clinical depression. If you have three or four of those existing together for three or four weeks, it's quite possible 
that you are suffering early signs of a depressive illness. So what might three or four of those symptoms be? Uh, you change your eating habits. You eat more, you eat less. Uh, you start losing confidence. You start withdrawing from people around you. You don't want to be with people. You start losing self-respect for yourself. You might even have sort of suicidal thoughts. So if three or four of those 14 symptoms exist for three or four weeks, I would strongly recommend that you see a doctor. Okay. Now, given that we're in the midst of a federal election campaign at the moment, do you think mental health in Australia is getting the attention it needs by the major parties? Oh, look, I don't think many things are getting attention by the major <laughs> parties, and that's the nature of uh, politics and campaigns. Uh, Funnily enough, I think most of the Australian public, and by that I mean something in the 90%, have already made up their mind. We're going through a necessary motion. I think unless one side or the other does something totally unexpected, people will enter the polling booths uh, on uh, the due date and they'll fill in their choice, which will be very much the same as what it is today. Okay. And um, what do you what do you think? I mean, you mentioned uh, you, you know how people can uh, determine if, if if they potentially suffer from depression or anxiety or one of the forms of these. But if they do believe they are, what what should or if, if indeed people around them are potentially suffering from that, what should they do about it? Should they contact their GP or Beyond Blue or? No, no. The GP is always the first port of call, or say the second. I would encourage all of your community to have a look at our website, www.beyondblue.org.au. That gives you a lot of information uh, on a whole range of depressive illnesses, so you can actually educate yourself about depression very, very fully. If you then think you're suffering a depressive illness, our advice is to go and see a professional, and that being a doctor. If you have a serious illness, and that doctor says he doesn't have or she doesn't have the qualifications, she'll refer you either to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. But it's a bit like a, an engine of a car. If it's not performing correctly and you don't know how to fix it yourself, then you go and look for a proper mechanic. The same with your body, the same with your mind. Okay. So we're coming up to the Beyond Blue Cup between Collingwood and Hawthorne. Uh, how did the idea behind the Beyond, Beyond Blue Cup come about? We have been playing for a Beyond Blue Cup for some years now. Hawthorne has been playing it with, uh, or for it with the Geelong Football Club, and we're indebted to them for continually giving us the opportunity of raising this issue publicly and particularly educating the community in Geelong. But like many other things in life, uh, it's good to bring about change because that freshens up the message and it freshens up the reach. So this time, we're now going to play for the next few years Hawthorne against the Collingwood Football Club. Uh, Eddie Maguire has very graciously uh, agreed to do it, as has his coach and players. And I guess Hawthorne has been involved simply because when we instigated the Beyond Blue Cup, I was president of Hawthorne, so I put forward one side of the equation being the football club and the players. OK, so finally, have you got a tip for the Hawks v Pies game? Do you think the Pies are a chance? When it's only a two-horse race, either horse can always win. Whoever is the favourite can trip up just as they're going to the finish line. I mean, Hawthorne, two weeks ago, had a very good victory over Essendon, and yet last week 
were absolutely overridden by Richmond. On the other hand, Collingwood had a bad week two weeks ago and had a superb game in the weekend. So while you go in as a supporter of one team or the other very optimistic, we all know on the field there's nothing we can do. We can only support, we can only hope, and in many cases we can only pray. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly the competition's opening up at the end of this season. So uh, that's, Yes, that's I think that's probably right. You've probably now got four teams that might be there at the end of the year in finals. Uh, Hawthorne, Geelong, Sydney, and maybe Fremantle. Okay. Maybe Collingwood, maybe five. Maybe five. Well, we certainly uh, this this podcast is being produced by the Collingwood Board. It'd be distributed right throughout the Big Footy Board, but uh, certainly we hope Collingwood will be there at the end, and uh, we'll be crossing our fingers. Well, I think the way you're finishing the season, and you've got to time yourself to finish strongly, uh, it's very very impressive. Uh, but as you know, uh, at times injury, uh, at times a bit of flatness. Uh, Obviously, your competitors. We all look forward to playing on that last day in September. You guys beat Hawthorne two years ago in that preliminary final. Uh, I'll never forgive myself for that loss. I mean, we're miles ahead of you. Eddie was saying to me at half-time and three-quarter time, this game's yours, and I kept saying to him, you never want to say that until the fat lady sings. Well, she sang all right that day, and we paid a high price, and we didn't finish off last year. And again, we lost to Sydney. So, you know, as I say, we go in with high hopes. At the end of the day, it will always be whoever plays the best on the day. Fantastic. All right, well, thanks for talking to us today. You've been listening to uh, 76 Wooden Spooners uh, interviewing Jeff Kennett, the chairman of Beyond Blue. Thanks for your time today, Jeff. That's and, a great uh, pleasure. And, Andrew, thank you for your interest. I thank your members in advance of them, hopefully in the privacy of their own home, having a look at our website, www.beyondblue.org.au. And that was Jeff Kennett speaking to 76 Wooden Spooners. Again, if you know someone or you yourself suffer from depression, please do not hesitate to call on 1300 224636 or visit the website at www.beyondblue.org.au.